0: Hello and welcome back to Bridgerton Bitches, your dose of all things Bridgerton. Wishing everyone a very happy new year 2023 and hoping it treats you well. Today, Chris and I are chatting about chapter 14 of The Viscount Who Loves Me whilst we eagerly await the new TV series Queen Charlotte and series 3 of Bridgerton. Before we get started, we want to thank everyone for all the support, whether that's been in your kind donations on our Kofi website, or leaving a star review on Spotify or iTunes. It really makes a big difference, so if you know anyone who might enjoy our show, or it might give them a little giggle, then please do keep sharing. Let's get started with our very first episode for the new year. P.S. if you want to join us to talk a little bit about Bridgerton, and chat with other Bridgerton fans, you can do so on our Facebook page, Bridgerton Bitches.
1: Great, so today is chapter 14, so let's just look at where chapter 13 left off. So this was this really intense scene where Kate gets stung by a bee, Anthony freaks out, he yanks down the top of her dress and he starts sucking the venom out. Uh, And we compared this to the TV show, didn't we? So what happens then is um, Kate uh, is not sure whether to push Anthony off or to let him continue, And then she looks up and uh, we've got Mama Bridgington, Lady Featherington and Mary all just stood there in shock watching them.
0: Yeah, that's so that's what's happening in chapter 13. So a bit of a cliffhanger there. And then chapter 14 opens with basically everyone reacting, isn't it? And that's basically kind of what. This chapter is looking at everyone's reactions and what the plan is moving forward. So taking it from the very start of chapter, chapter 14, what I thought was quite funny is it opens by saying how Kate stares at the three matrons in shock. Matron isn't a word that I hear very often. What's your understanding of the word matron? Like motherly? Yeah, but I've only ever think of it of, like, matron as in, like, the women in charge of, like, the hospital, or, like, it's also used to refer to, like, a female police officer in a prison, so I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, but you're right, it is, like, an old-fashioned way of saying a middle-aged woman, but I thought it was, like, yeah, they're almost, like, keeping guard over Kate as well, aren't they? And I just thought it was funny, because it then says that Anthony kept trying to suck the venom from Kate's bee sting, completely oblivious, and I was just imagining, like, he just keeps going. He ain't stopping from nobody. Oh,
1: my God. It's so awkward. And I, I, I'm not even sure if that would work. It's not a snake, you know? It's not like she's been stung by a
0: snake. Well, apparently, um, even if you get stung by a snake, like, sucking it out ain't going to work. Like. Oh, really? I mean, if there's anyone out there who lives in a snake-infested part of the world, let us know if sucking out the venom would work. Because, you know, that is a good life skill, I think, to know. Yeah. So
1: they're all staring really shocked. And uh, Kate is pushes Anthony off and she shouts stop and um <laughs> she's telling them she was like I was stung I was stung and then what I found was quite funny is Mary says Kate choking on her words he had his lips on your dot 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 and then Miss, Miss uh, Lady Featherington says helpfully on her breath And Lady Featherington is absolutely loving the gossip. I feel like she's my spirit animal.
0: Yeah, she is. She's
1: disapproving, but at the same time, she's really enjoying this. And I was like, I totally get that.
0: Yeah, she's loving it. She's getting her popcorn out pretty much, isn't she? And didn't you think it was weird when... So just to backtrack a little bit there, sorry, when Lady Bridgerton says, Anthony, her voice quavering on her son's name as if she couldn't quite believe what she was seeing. And he twists around and says, Mother, and I just found something about that really creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. I didn't notice that. I don't know mm. why, but that stuck. And then and then he says Ew, yeah. she was stung by a bee and then Lady Bridgerton's eyes misted over with understanding. So she knows her son isn't a pervert, which is important, I think. Um, yeah, she gets it, doesn't she? She gets his trauma response, but she knows that maybe other people won't understand that exactly and then and then kate it gets a bit awkward doesn't it because kate's like it's not anywhere near my breast um and just cringe even nowadays talking about your boobs in front of three random women and your mum
1: yeah and what i like is when she says it's um not in my breast lady Featherington says it isn't far yeah and um i just like her attitude like she's um she's just a bit she's a bit she's terrible
0: isn't she really and anthony tells her off in a little bit but so she's a stirrer and then anthony then says after she mrs featherington says it isn't far he says will someone shut her up and then mrs featherington puffed i never and he said no you always and i don't know what he means by that and neither does mrs featherington by the way because she says what does he mean by that she demanded just that she's always an interfering
1: gossip is, is what I picked up from that. Mm. Um, and then straight away, lady is it Lady Featherington or Mrs. Featherington then? Mrs. Featherington, sorry. Oh, weird, because in the TV show, it's Lady, isn't it? Lady Featherington. Oh, yeah. That's interesting that they changed that. Interesting. Um, and Mrs. Featherington says straight away, you have to marry her. Dun, dun, dun. And, um... They did not do that in the TV show.
0: That wasn't... Well, this, again, is more... This is more similar to the Duke and I TV show where basically Anthony walks in and sees the Duke and Daphne at it and they have to marry, which got me thinking they didn't do this bee sting scene With Kate and Anthony, what if this is going to be how Colin and Penelope like, what if this is included in Colin and Penelope's story in season three of the show? Because they're taking bits and pieces from each book, aren't they, and applying it to different couples.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe. Although they Um, did
0: sort of do the bee sting scene in the season two, so maybe, yeah, they maybe they won't redo it.
1: I guess. Maybe this just felt like too soon, and I kind of agree. It feels too soon to be putting them together. Um, yeah, well, in the book, and, it, this scene felt yeah, too soon.
0: Yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, because
1: we're only just over halfway through the book, and we've been told that they have to marry, and I'm like, oh, that feels quite early. Um, so Lady feather I'm going to call her Lady Featherington because I'm just so used to calling her that. She follows up this statement by saying, and I've never heard this expression before. I don't know if you looked it up. She says, Lud girl, he had his mouth on your bubbies and we all
0: saw it. Yes, I don't it, know what lud means. I totally looked it up because this isn't language that I'm familiar with at all. Um, so I googled it. Apparently, lud comes from Latin where it has the meaning to play. But it can also be um, an exclamation of dismay or surprise, meaning lord, mm. which I thought was interesting. Oh, okay. And then Bubbies, it could be a ju- the Jewish use of the word bubby means grandmother. So it could be that. Alternatively, it could be, um, it's also known as a babble word. So a babble word is one as a word which is easy for small children to pronounce and it, it can mean breast. So, but then I was like, why yeah, are you talking? Like yeah. Why using a baby word? Um, I, I, I thought it seemed a bit out of place, to be honest, to be used by a lady. Do you know
1: do you know what it could be though, Matt? Because in the book she's not a lady and I think um the language is chosen to show that she's not the same class as everybody
0: else yeah and there's a couple of other things as well that she says so she says mm. you have to marry the chit chit is yeah. not a word that I use apparently it's a US slang word to mean shit in England I've used it to mean like a voucher with a small debt like when we worked in the corner shop mm-hmm. people would put things on a chair. And but yeah. it can also mean the bud part of a plant or a pert or sassy young woman or what Oh, an insignificant person or animal, and I was like an insignificant animal. <laughs> That's funny. Hopefully, hopefully she means it's like sassy sassy young woman. Yeah, I hope but, so, but you're right, her language isn't mm. elevated like the other ladies, and he also Anthony later makes a fishwife comment. Did you notice?
1: Yeah, he calls her a gossiping, loud-mouthed fishwife. Harsh.
0: Which is really, really harsh. And apparently, a woman – I know it's like a woman who sells fish, but it's like a vulgar or abusive woman. And I Googled it, and it said that some wives and daughters of fishermen were notoriously loud and foul-mouthed. Um, and yeah. that's where the expression comes from. So to swear like a fishwife as they sold fish in the marketplace, which I thought was really cute.
1: Yeah, that's funny. Um yeah, fair play. Poor Lady Featherington. But she probably deserves it. But he's demanding secrecy at this point. He wants to try and cover it up. And that's why he says, look, you know, Lady Featherington's gossipy, loudmouth fish. this is going to get out? Everyone's going to find out. Um, mm. So he's not happy about it. And yeah. what I thought was funny is they they both, I think Kate's thinking like, oh, my God, what's happening? And she says surely we can't be forced to marry by a bee. And I just thought that was quite funny. Like this bee is in charge of the situation.
0: Yeah. And she's overlooking the fact that it's not so much the bee that was a problem, it's the fact that he was sucking on her bubbies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bee didn't know, like, oh, if I sting this girl, that guy over there is going to start sucking on her boobs. Like this poor bee was just minding his own business.
0: Bees get a really bad... um rap don't they in this book you, The murderer yeah. and now um forcing two people into marriage yeah. yeah what next robbery burglary what else are these I bees going to get up to shocking and also
1: that bee's dead now so no one's even worried like hang on the bee died no one cares about that is the bee okay no will it be okay,
0: okay. Boom, boom. will it be boom, okay boom. get it nice one. will it be
1: no. Mm, had to explain <laughs> that funny, um And then Kate's We get a little bit of an insight into Kate's mind While this conversation's happening And she's thinking Yes, she had wanted Anthony for herself But not like this She doesn't like the idea that he's being trapped and forced She says, I don't want him to be looking at me
0: And wanting someone else mm, Yeah, and that's a little bit like What Daphne was saying, wasn't it? That she was fearful that The Duke felt um, trapped into marriage with her and that's where they have that big misunderstanding and, and he feels the same so oh, i think yeah they, it's repeating yes yeah, it? so i reckon they took this element of this book and applied it to the duke and daphne yes
1: you're right um we are going to be reading a few excerpts in this episode because there are some juicy bits It suddenly bit- it just gets really steamy Yeah, there's a little bit I wanted to say in here. So, basically, she whispers um, his name and he, because she's like, you know, what's going on? She can't read him at this point. Mm. And out of nowhere, he says, we will marry next week. And she says that he's devoid of emotion. Mm. Um, And then I'm trying to find the bits. Um, So, uh, okay, I wanted to get this bit. So, he gazed at her with Im- I can't, implacable eyes. We will marry, he said simply. His voice, that of the consummate aristocrat, brooking no protest, expecting to be obeyed. There is
0: nothing else to do. Um, that was good, but can you do an accent mm. next time? I just, I really want to feel like he's talking to us when you do his voice. I think you're best at doing Anthony's voice. You could do Scottish. We will marry, he said simply. There is nothing else to. Mm. If you're going to do an accent, bad, it could have been it better. It felt more outlander. Yeah. Um,
1: what is interesting is um, uh, he says, uh, basically, you know, we, we, we're we kind of friends now. I I'm, I'm, I expect that we can get on.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but also, finally, she mentions Edwina. She finally thinks about Edwina.
0: Worst um, Sister Ever Award goes to Kate Sheffield. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And also, he's like, look, she's your sister. Just tell her the truth. Just tell her that we, you could just tell her we fell in love. And she was like, oh, she'll never believe that. And mm. he's like, well, just tell her you got stung by a bee and this is what happened. And I'm like, yeah, just tell your sister the truth. How
0: hard is it? Exactly. And also, you'll sort it out yourself. And he's got other things, like, to be worrying about right now. Do you know what I mean? Exactly uh so then anthony basically says to the women like give us some privacy and him and kate have a little sit down chit chat and basically says look i can't trust that featherington lady to keep her mouth shut let's just make the best of it and we'll get married this year and she is curious isn't she She like oh why this year and he doesn't tell her the truth he just says because i decided i would So he's keeping something back from her. Um, I wonder if the reason why they are getting married at just over the halfway point is because we're going to see their married life together, which could be cool. Do you reckon
1: we will? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that makes sense. Something else that I like that he said is um, he wanted her. He wanted her desperately. Um, Although he's worried about falling in love with her, he says he'll enjoy her friendship
0: and he'll enjoy her body.
1: Boom.
0: Ah, uh, is this after the comment he makes about how she she tells him that she had rather assumed that she would never marry, and he says
1: and it's he's, around that it's just around that conversation. I don't know exactly if it was before or after, but it's
0: around that conversation.
1: It's in okay. his mind?
0: Yeah, that's oh, I get yeah. That came he comes afterwards, and then yeah, he says, and he would never in a million years have allowed himself to choose her as a wife. She was far too dangerous, as in. Like emotional feeling wise, he likes it. And then he talks about fate intervening. There were worse fates than finding oneself married to an intelligent woman. And he tends to happen. You know, he lusts after her. Life must be so hard for you, Antony. Um, yeah. ooh, a little bit of bitterness there. Sorry about that. <laughs> and then he said he'd have a pleasant marriage with Kate. Yeah, and he'd enjoy her body. And so then, yes. Can I? There's a bit I wanted to read on page. Uh, two two two.
1: So basically, Anthony wants some time alone, and he mm-hmm. says to his mother, um, "Can you just get rid of everybody? We need some time alone." Uh, which happens, and then Kate and Anthony are alone in the garden. Um, and then he says to her, "I think, slipping his arm through hers, that we ought to consider moving out of sight of the house." And he what? takes her. Yeah, he takes her uh, away, and she's like, "Do you think that's wise, my lord?" And then basically he pulls her into a gazebo and it's full of lilac bushes, you know, very romantic, completely private. Um, And then he smiles slowly. Did you know you argue too much? You brought me here to tell me that. No, he drawled. I brought you here to do this. And then before she had a chance to utter a word, before she even had a chance to draw breath, his mouth swooped down and captured hers in a hungry, searing kiss. His lips were voracious, taking everything she had to give and then demanding even more. Um, And then it says, yeah, (laughs) this is amazing. Okay, Uh, She was melting. Dear God, she was melting and she wanted so much more. You shouldn't do this to me, he whispered against her mouth. You shouldn't. Everything about you is absolutely wrong. And yet, dot, dot, dot. Kate gasped as his hand stole around to her backside and pressed her harshly against his arousal. Do you see, he said raggedly, his lips moving along her cheek. Do you feel? He chuckled (sighs) hoarsely, an odd mocking sound. Do you even understand? He squeezed mercilessly, then nibbled the tender
0: skin of her ear. Of course you don't. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That echoes the scene after they have the meal with Edwina and Edwina's family and it and um it becomes clear that Kate has broken a deal with her, her with her, um, her grandma her step-grandma do you remember that there's a deal yeah. that Edwina gets whatever and he says do you have any idea all the ways that I could seduce you that is from this scene of the book isn't it yes yeah, I guess so. And you know what I love is when he says, do you feel, he chuckled hoarsely, an odd mocking sound. And then I was like, teehee, how funny would it be if she was like, my lord, you appear to have a a tiny piece of chalk in your trousers pushing against yeah. me. And then that would have really been like, yeah, because he's all like, can you feel me? Do you feel it? She should have been like, feel what? But yeah, yeah. that was just me just being a child. Um, and there's there's a bit more naughtiness here that I'm going to read out.
1: He says, you're perfect. His large hands moving urgently over her body, one settling on her waist and the other moving up toward the gentle swell of her breast. Um, this is really naughty. Okay. Okay, this one's good. Anthony slid the hand. At her waist, the small of her back, supporting her as his other hand found her breast and squeezed her, her flesh through the thin muslin of her dress. Um, her nipple was hard and tight against his palm, even though the fabric of her dress, even through the fabric of her dress, and it took everything in him, every last ounce of restraint, not to reach around to the back of her frock and slowly pull each button from its prison. Oh, and this is the, the naughtiest bit, okay? He says he could see it all in his mind, even as his lips met hers in another searing kiss. Her dress would slip from her shoulders, the muslin doing a tantalizing slide along her skin until her breasts were bared. He could picture those in his mind too, and he somehow knew they too would be perfect. He'd cup one, lifting the nipple to the sun, and slowly, ever so slowly, he'd bend his head toward her until he could just barely touch her with his tongue. She'd moan and he'd tease her some more, holding her tightly so that she couldn't wriggle away. And then, just when her head dropped back and she was gasping, he'd replace his tongue with his lips and suckle her until she screamed.
0: Oh my word. What did you think of that? Goosebumps. Actual goosebumps. That was a pretty juicy, well-written extract there.
1: I was surprised. I wasn't really expecting it at all. No, like, you I wasn't. know how normally I'm like, oh, it's so predictable.
0: They're going to meet in the garden. They're going to do this. I This really caught me off guard. Well, you were right about meeting in the garden. But um, you can see how this inspired the sex scene then that they had in the TV show before they get married. Um, I wasn't expecting him to do all of this with her just because they are promised to each other. It still feels a little bit naughty to do so much before they're actually wed for the time period that it's set in, don't you think?
1: I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, I imagine people that were, I mean, a betrothal was taken very, very seriously in those days. And it was quite difficult to break. So I feel like people might have done things when they were betrothed.
0: Yeah. And then after that, he kind of comes to his senses a little bit and he says, um, but he wasn't going to tumble her in his mother's garden gazebo. And I just thought the word tumble was quite funny because it's not a word, again, that you'd expect to see after a scene like that. So when we say tumble, I Googled like the meaning because it can mean lots of different things, but it can mean to fall suddenly, clumsily or headlong, perform acrobatic feats, typically head springs, handsprings and somersaults. And it can also mean to roll about by turning one way and another. And I just thought that was quite a funny way for him to describe sex. Like, Anthony, is that how you (laughs) describe sex? Rolling around, uh, clumsily falling this way and then that. I just thought that was quite funny.
1: Yeah, like he's supposed to be a rake. He's supposed to be really good. To me, I think it's another Americanism. It's not something I think we would use a lot.
0: What would Um, we use? What would be a Um, more archaic way of saying having a shag?
1: I don't know. Um, I don't know. I guess you would say sometimes take a tumble in a haystack, wouldn't you? You heard that before.
0: Yeah. You could have said made love, I suppose.
1: But it's not really making love, I think, is what he's saying. Is He's saying oh, it would just be lust up against a gazebo. It would just be acting on
0: lust rather than anything else. I guess in modern day language, in in the UK anyway, we we might say, oh, having a quickie, which I know isn't quite the same. But, mm. but I just thought tumble was funny. Yeah. So
1: when he realises that with great reluctance, he tears himself away from her, Um, so that he wouldn't be tempted to carry on. Um, I've noticed that Kate is very insecure uh, throughout this, more than the other chapters. So earlier on, when he said, right here, right now, in this moment, in this garden, you're perfect, she found something unsettling about his words, as if he was trying to tell her that maybe tomorrow she wouldn't be perfect. And then earlier on, she was saying, he doesn't want me, he wants Edwina. And then even now... She's she's showing signs of um, doubt and insecurity in their conversation. So he's saying, it's okay, we can do this because we're betrothed. And she's saying, we're not, not really. Um, and she just seems, you know, you know,
0: she just seems very, very insecure. Yeah, like she's she's constantly scanning, isn't she? Like for evidence that he's not going to love her or she's not going to be enough. It's not like the ideal way to start a marriage, is it? on that kind of footing but I think it's understandable that she feels that way because her whole life she's been considered less beautiful because she's been compared to Edwina and she thought she was going to be a spinster so you know that was her reality that was her expectation it kind of makes sense to me that she would be like oh I'm perfect now but for how long is this going to last um yeah because she says it's not easy to be the second choice um he,
1: she wanted him to confirm all of her suspicions that he didn't want her as his bride. He'd only much preferred Edwina. He was only marrying her because he had to. Mm. Um, that's Those are the worries she has. But what I find different from the television show is Kate definitely had a lot more guilt about Edwina and pity for Edwina and worry about her. In this book, I feel like that's not really there. Or if it's there, it's very, very minute. Like even now. She's not thinking, oh my God, poor Edwina, you know, that she thinks she wants to marry Anthony, blah, blah, blah.
0: Isn't that because, though, in the book, Anthony hasn't actually formally proposed? He's just shown uh, a fleeting interest in Edwina, whereas in the actual TV show, he's proposed in front of everybody. So it's more of a commitment. And I that's... suppose so,
1: but I still think, you know, Edwina's been quite excited about it. She's really <laughs> fantasized about marrying him. She stayed at his house. Like, I
0: still think I'd be... Has she? ...guilty. Has she, though? I don't think she has stayed at his house yet because she fell into the lake and was unwell. She missed that oh, outing, didn't she? Yes, I'm getting confused with the TV show. No, no, I'm getting confused because actually, remember that scene where he looks out of the window and he sees Kate, the mum and the sister, standing together before oh. they enter the house. So I am getting confused now. She is but staying no, in his house. Yeah. I guess we just haven't seen Edwina this chapter then, is that it? Yeah, and also when they played crochet together, or or whatever it's called, Edwina was like a very, very background piece. So the book has basically really dumbed down her presence and made her practically invisible, which is why Kate doesn't seem that guilty, I think. Whereas in the TV show, there was like a lot more, like her presence was well, far more like visible. Yeah.
1: Okay. So what do you think is going to happen in the next chapter?
0: I really don't know. I mean, I suppose the wedding preparations are going to be in hand. Maybe an awkward conversation with Edwina and Kate. So do you think Kate's Edwina going to be really sad and angry? Like there's going to be like an explosion and like there wasn't a TV show? Or do you think she's going to be really um, OK with it? Or what do you reckon? I hope Kate just tells her the truth about the bee
1: sting, as if it's out of her hands. Yeah. Um, But she'll probably find out that, Edwina will somehow find out that Kate wanted Anthony, and then there'll be a big falling out because they've got to have some drama, haven't they? How
0: will she know? Because actually this is a good, this is actually a really good opportunity for Kate because Kate could just say, look, we're in the garden, I got stung he freaked out and we they found us. She doesn't actually have to tell Edwina anything about fancying Anthony for herself. But what if Edwina directly asks her and says, do you have feelings for him?
1: I think Kate won't be able to lie. Do you think Edwina will ask that question? Yeah, because she'll want to know that Kate is happily marrying somebody. I think it would be quite a normal question to ask if your sister was getting married and forced into it. Surely you'd ask, like, oh my God, are you are you okay to marry him? Do you even like him?
0: You know? Yeah, no, you're and right. Kate will have to be honest. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Mm. And then do you think there'll be any, how do you think the Bridgertons will find out then that their brother's going to marry? I mean, what do you think? Do you think Colin will be happy? Do you think there'll be like a family situation where they all kind of discuss it over tea? Um,
1: I don't know. I think they, they won't be massively surprised. They could see the chemistry
0: yeah i reckon colin will be like oh amazing mate that's awesome yeah but and lady do you think lady Bridgerton will be um do you think we'll get a confession of love from anthony in chapter 15 from you know with his mum being like are you sure it's a good idea like do you think no i think it's too soon like he's just said
1: in this chapter um he just said in this chapter that um he doesn't want to be in love with her and he's a little bit worried about falling
0: in love with her so I think it's too soon. And do you think um, do you think we'll see anything else happen then? I don't know. Hmm. I just think there'll be a big confrontation with Edwina. Okay, and whose side do you think the mum
1: will take? Well, I think she'll take Kate's because she saw the bee situation so she'll know that Kate has no choice.
0: Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, maybe that that will be in the in the argument then. How exciting. So chapter 15, we think there'll be a bit of a family affair, a bit of an argument, a bit of drama. Uh, and then we will. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens in chapter 15. Great. Well, as always, thanks for
1: listening. Come and say hi on Facebook um, and join us for the next chapter. Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye.